But that's that mentoring experience. And that's what podcasts and that's what we hope our podcast become for people is an opportunity to to almost like a masterclass situation. Because uh, there are teachers out there who, who are rock starring, uh, who understand what it takes to do what we do. But nobody knows who they are. Nobody's heard their voice. No one's, no one's, you know, there's not a camera in every teacher's room capturing all these moments and, and putting them in a file. And you may have never experienced it, and then you may listen to it on a podcast, and then all of a sudden you experience it, and it's like, oh, I remember them saying, okay, this is how you, okay, got it. And even though it may be like, no, nah, I can't do that, but it gives me an idea. It sparks an idea in my mind of what I can do. What is good, fam? Welcome back to Value is Value. My name's Kyle Krieger. Um, it is Sunday. It is the 21st of March. I uh, am jumping on here to just lay my thoughts down on my first week back uh, to in-person learning in a year, um, how it went, and some of the questions that I still have for myself because um, it, you know, being back has put I guess the way I would say it, so many things into focus. Um, being back has reminded me of so many things, but then also uh, raised a lot of questions. So um, just a general overview, man, first week back was unbelievable. To be back on campus with kids, um, spending time, having conversations, uh, it was unbelievable. It felt amazing um even with the restrictions um even with the social distancing wearing a mask struggling to get my glasses not to fog up all that kind of stuff really came secondary to the engagement um with our kids um the the engagement the conversations that i was able to have with kids and just the ability to to dive into that and to see kids' faces and their relaxion or not relaxions, reactions, to hear them laugh, to be able to have conversations and to see everyone in front of me. I think that's maybe the thing that um, was the biggest difference. Um, I never really felt uncomfortable in terms of the safety aspect when it comes to the pandemic. Um, we already have several kids that are quarantining, not necessarily because of exposure at school, but exposures outside. So that's going to be a real challenge. Um, how do we integrate those kids back into their classes and things like that? But um, as I think about this year and I try to reflect, because Wilkie always says you can't wait until something's over to reflect on it. So as this year is progressing and I'm trying to reflect on it and see it and understand it, I'm, I'm asking myself, you know, what, what was my responsibility going through the pandemic? Um, and obviously hindsight is 2020. Um, we could have never understood or known that the pandemic was gonna carry on for a year. We could have never at the start of it understood or known that, um, that 
was going to impact our schools in the way that it did, impact our lives in the way that it did. Um, and I don't regret the choices I made. Um, I was given the chance at the start of the school year to be a distance teacher while the majority of my staff, um, or my colleagues, I should say, and they're not my staff, my colleagues went back and taught for hybrid um, for about two and a half months. So I didn't fight. I didn't say I wouldn't go back. I would have gone back if they would have asked me to. Um, but when the chance came to do distance learning, I took it. And there's nothing that I should regret about that. Um, although at times I've really felt some guilt and some shame about being at home and, and all the things that go into that. And with that, um, it's been a real challenge, you know, so as we look back on it, you know, I, I don't regret the choices I made. Um, if I regret anything, it's that I didn't spend more time to really learn um, and seek out data um, on schools that were working, schools that were open, things that were working. Um, and, and part of that, um, I would say, had to do with the political aspect of it. Um, part of it had to do with um, the way I think overall our country handled it to start the year uh, or to start the pandemic. And, and it, was, um, it was difficult to sort through the noise of what was real and what was not. And um, so I, I wish I would have dove a little deeper into that looking back. Um, but I think one thing that has come up and a lot of people have talked about it, we talked to a Steph Edmonds about it um, because she's big into reopening schools, um, is that, you know, we shouldn't be politically motivated to make these kinds of choices. Um, and she talked about how to, how to find that that information and, you know, not trust politicians. But I, I guess maybe one of the things that I look at that was maybe different from other people and I didn't realize that this was such a big thing in our country is just, you know, people who distrust their leaders. When, when the state of Minnesota or the country um, you know, take somebody like Dr. Fauci, for example, I have no reason to distrust the things that he says. I look at him and I say, there's a guy that has worked for 35 years specializing in infectious diseases. Um, there's a, a doctor and a professor at the University of Minnesota here where I live who specializes in that. And he was very, you know, adamant about face masks and distancing and all of those different things. And I had no reason to distrust them. I had no reason to think that the state of Minnesota was doing things for any type of political gain. Um, and I, I trusted that if the state thought it was safe to bring kids back and teachers back, they would have. Um, one other thing when it comes to teachers in this perspective is where I work in my charter school, I don't have the protection of a union. Um, and what I'm learning is that some of these unions are making it political. Some of the bigger unions across the country, I mean, I, I have no idea what it's like. I've never 
taught in a state or in a school that has a union. So I don't understand um, that dynamic. I do understand that teachers unions have an incredible amount of power and an incredible amount of lobby and sway. So when they decide something, it's pretty hard to move them off of it. And um, I think in that regard, it's difficult. So there's, there's a lot that, there's a lot that I didn't see. And at times I don't know how I would have seen it until we had a situation like this. Um, you know, cause I, prior to this year, you know, teachers unions were the people who fought to make sure that if we were working on a schedule, if we had, you know, this, these were our contract hours, stuff like that. Um, so I, I don't know, I can't, I can't really talk on that. Um, but I think the point I was trying to make there and I'm kind of rambling here, but is that there is a huge divide or a huge group of people who don't trust leaders of any kind. And the more I look at it, the more I say, wow, it's, it's kind of pervasive on both sides of the aisle. Um, it's easy to say that both sides made it political. Um, you know, the pandemic should have never been something that was political. We should have just done what was best. And, you know, I, I don't subscribe to the, um, the, the nature of the conversation where we had to just totally reopen or we had to totally shut down. I always think there's something in the middle. I think that's the way our government was designed was to have, you know, people work together from different perspectives to do what's best for the most people. Um, and we have the understanding that we don't always get everything we want, but it sort of balances itself out versus, you know, people around the country that said, if everybody, if everybody just were conservative, our life would be better. If everybody was just liberal, our lives would be better. So it's really difficult in that regard. Um, and, and I am asking myself these questions, like looking back at the situation, um, looking back at the particular, um, the particular decisions that were made across the country, whether it's lockdowns or masks, but more, one thing I'm really inspired to do is get more involved in my local politics. I think that's a place that's often overlooked is to be able to figure out what's going on around me and, and things like that. Um, but I think one of the most difficult things I'm having to deal with right now is when I see people post about how teachers are cowards for not wanting to go back to schools or teachers are this or that. And, and, you know, teachers haven't fought for their kids the way they were. I, I get really weirded out by these broad sweeping statements that teachers are this or teachers are that, um, you know, because I don't feel like teachers have that kind of power to where if they decided they were going to do something that people would listen. I believe our country and our leaders only want to talk about the power and the gifts and the, the things that teachers do when it's convenient and it's lip service. I've seen too many protests, too many, um, you know, strikes or walkouts or boycotts of schools for legitimate reasons. Like we don't have air conditioning or heat. We don't have viable running water. We have 
books and materials and resources that are old. Our buildings are falling apart. We don't have nurses or school psychologists or support staff. Like, and yes, in there, we would like to get paid more money. That stuff gets co-opted to teachers being selfish. Like, I, I don't stand for this. Teachers are either the hero or the or the villain. That's the thing that I have the most difficulty with. And and for me, I tried. I've tried this year to stay focused on my kids as best as I could. Um, do I think I've done the best job I could? I don't know. It's a really hard question. It's a really hard question. Um, I will say that, man, it, the work that I had done with the kids that are now back on campus during our virtual learning had a huge impact, had a huge impact. I feel like I really got a good vibe. Like I'm getting along good with those kids. They're really happy to see me and maybe it's just cause they've been out. Um, so I know that I've made an impact this year and I've tried to support my kids the best I can. And, and really, in the situation with everything going on, I do believe I've done the best I can. And that's a choice that I need to make for myself. Like, I'm not gonna let other people judge me on what I did this year. Even if it's people on my own campus or my own admin, I just don't feel like anyone is in a position to have said, yes, I sat with you in your basement office the entire year while you worked with kids and you tried to do your best, the best you can and you, you fought to get participation and stuff like that. I, I just can't. I can't let anyone else judge this year. Um, I'm really proud of the person I became this year. I'm really proud of the work that I've done this year. I'm really proud of the way I've handled myself. And I've spoken up in times when I wanted to. And, and I think this is a frustration generally is that um, um, you know, and this happens in schools all over the country. It's not just exclusive to mine, but I, I, I had the feeling a lot this year that it was, we asked for your opinion only in name where really our opinion doesn't matter. They just want to say that they asked for our opinion. Um, I felt like that a lot. Uh, that, that is something that's frustrating. And I know that's not exclusive to my school or this situation. So for me, going forward, I'm going to do the best I can for my kids on campus and off, just trying to really, you know, replicate what my on-campus kids have. But I think that's a that's an uphill battle and that's a not that's not a winnable fight. You can't win a fight trying to make virtual into in person. And I think that's maybe the biggest issue I've had this year is we tried so hard to make it virtual like in person rather than saying what could we do the how could we do virtual the best possible way. Um, and I really think this year has led me to think about the bigger picture, the things that are going on around me, um, and the people that I care about, the people that I love, and, and this profession that I love. I've never been more committed to education and to teachers and to students, but I've also never been in a spot where I felt more motivated to really make a difference in the big picture. Um, and hopefully the work Will and I do with, you know, the group of people that we have around us and some of the relationships that we built. I mean, this podcast really, um, 
you know, even though it hasn't grown the way we want it to, you know, we haven't monetized it. We haven't done this. We haven't done that. The relationships we built and how we developed ourselves in, in ways that I couldn't have imagined um, has been incredible. But, you know, we've this week, you know, if you're listening to this month, you know, Monday, the 22nd, I've got four days this week, then we're off for spring break, which is really almost like a two week break because of the two days after spring break, we're going to use our, the state of Minnesota gave us planning days. So we're going to use our last two planning days. So I'll only have kids two days that following week. Um, so it's going to be kind of wonky, but then I'm going to just, I'm going to just, I'm going to have fun. My challenge for the rest of this school year is to make every single thing I do fun. Because I want my kids to love school. And if we learn some social studies along the way, that's cool too. But I think that's my challenge is how do I make every single thing that I do fun for my kids? How do I make sure they smile or they laugh every single day? That's, that's where I'm at. Um, and that's where I want to be. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to do that. I'm looking forward to everything that's forward. So, and I, I'm so grateful to everybody that listens to this podcast, everybody that supported us. And I'm so grateful to be a part of this profession and I'm looking forward to what it looks like going forward. So much love to y'all. Um, check us out. Value adds value on Instagram. It's.will.law.iii on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. It's Kyle Krieger. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, theledproject.com. That's our website. Um, visit us. Let us know what we can do. Check out our YouTube channel. We love you, but um, let's make it a great week. <laughs>